All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the Aspiring Adult. Sorry for the delayed episode this week. So I was sick, I guess, or had allergies or something this week. And that's also why my voice is still really raspy. But anyways, so I tried to record the episode yesterday and I ended up editing it kind of a long way through and it just sounded bad. Like the voice was not there. Like it sounded painful. Like it hurt my throat listening to, to edit it. So I didn't want to have anybody else have to listen to that. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just re-record it. And so here I am re-recording it. I know it's a day late, but whatever, better late than never. And I know like I could have recorded it earlier in the week, but to be honest, it was a very hectic week. Um, there was a big event that happened at my company on Wednesday and led to a lot of restlessness and a lot of texting of colleagues and making sure everyone was okay. Um, and then the next day I woke up and I had an extreme, I don't know, I want to say allergies. I want to say I had allergies, but I don't think I have allergies, but I have no idea because everyone is saying that the pollen count is super high right now. And so I very well could have allergies. I don't, I don't know. But anyways, so I woke up in the morning and I took a Benadryl. Normal, I guess, maybe not normal. And I was 99% sure that this was like the non-drowsy kind. So take the Benadryl, go to work. I'm like, okay, gonna have a great day. Got one of those like nose puffer things, which by the way, those things are very expensive, like $22 for like this tiny little canister, very expensive. So had my nose puffer, took the Benadryl, was feeling great. Then around lunchtime, I was like, okay, I think my Benadryl is wearing off. I'm going to take two more. And our office has a first aid cabinet. And so I got into the first aid cabinet trying to see if there's any allergy relief medication. Sure enough, there was. So I took two because I was like, okay, I just want to make sure that I really get through this day. So I take the two and about an hour later, I'm like, oh my gosh, I am so tired. I think I need a nap or a coffee, which I don't drink coffee like ever. I never drink coffee unless I'm constipated or I really, really am down bad tired. And so I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm going to get a coffee. So I'm in a meeting with my boss before I've actually decided to go and get my coffee. And we're having a conversation and he asks me something that solicits more than just a yes or no response. But because I was so drowsy, I gave a response that was like this. Yeah. <laughs> And he looks at me and he's kind of questioning what's going through my brain. And he's like, is everything okay? And I'm like, oh, I'm just a little sick today. I think that my allergies are really acting up. I took a few Benadryl today. And he's like, a few Benadryl? And I said, yeah, like just a few. And he goes, okay, um, I don't know how you're sitting upright right now. I think you should probably go home and take a nap. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, my parents used to give me Benadryl to like put me out when I was a kid. Like 
that is supposed to make you very, very, very tired. And you took two just now, like kind of concerned how you're still operating. And I was like, oh, wow. So I immediately, well, actually not immediately. I take one more customer call to which my customer said to me, wow, it really looks like you need a nap. Nice. Very nice. And then immediately after that, I went home and it was about 3.45 by the time I got home. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to take like a little nap. I never nap. So I was assuming it was only going to be like an hour or so. Lay my head to rest at 3.45. I wake up at 9.45. Was not just a quick little nap. Was not something that I was expecting. So six hours of sleep later and I was still after waking up at 9.45. I had like a ton of text messages and phone calls, which I guess say a ton, but like I, it was really not that many. Like, it wasn't, like, an astronomical amount. It was, like, five. <laughs> and I responded to all of them. And then I was like, oh, well, I guess it's time for me to go back to bed. So got up, brushed my teeth, took another Benadryl, and went to bed from, like, 10 o'clock to 7 a.m. So another good stint of time that I slept. And I felt great. Went to work on Friday and I had a little bit of a sniffly nose and a little bit of a cough. And then yesterday, okay, so I had a little bit of a cough and then went out afterwards with my coworker and I was like, okay, I'm just going to stay out for an hour or so and then I'll come back record the podcast. Okay, so obviously like going out And talking to people in a crowded bar after you've had a coughing fit or after you've had allergies, it's probably like not the best idea considering that you're probably going to lose your voice more. So that is exactly what happened to me. And then I came back and I tried to record the episode and it did not sound good at all. Like I'll play a little excerpt at the end maybe. But I was really trying to force it. Like I was taking, I went downstairs midway through recording and decided that I was going to make tea with honey and drink it. And like in between every five shots or in between every five sentences, I would end up taking a sip of my honey water with tea. And then that got like exacerbated so that it was only two sentences I was getting out, then needing to take a sip of tea. And then one sentence I was getting out and needing to take a sip of tea. So it was just really difficult to edit and then also additionally really difficult to listen to. But anyways, so made it through that journey, made it here today, and now going to focus on what the actual podcast is about, which is about aura photography and getting your aura red. A little tired. During my trip to Miraval, which I spoke about in my last episode, I was supposed to get my aura photographed and get an assessment of my aura. Unfortunately, that day, the aura photographer ended up getting sick, so I couldn't get my aura photographed, so I didn't know what it was going to look like. I had this kind of feeling that it was going to be blue 
And I talked about that in the last podcast. And I had a conversation with my higher self where all I could see was blue. So really had this gut feeling that it was going to be blue. And then also at Miraval, I had that transformative breathwork breathing where I had that really deep weight on my chest and on my pelvis that I ended up talking to one of my coworkers about. And he told me that it was because my chakras were blocked and I was feeling like physical pain or some sort of physical sensation about it because I was so aligned with my feelings and myself when I was doing that transformative breath work. But anyway, so those are kind of things that I knew about myself going into this reading. And I, there's not many people that actually do these readings. So first of all, I had to drive all the way to Salem, which I'm happy I did so because Salem, Massachusetts is known for like that sort of higher extra, I don't know what it's called, like spirituality, divine, divine energy, like spiritual connections, witchcraft, whatever. I knew that going there was probably going to be like a good place for me to get it done as opposed to actually going in Boston. Plus there was like nowhere in Boston to go and get my aura captured or photographed, but that's a separate issue. Anyways, so decided to go to Salem, picked one of the only like photography or photography studios in Salem and it was relatively cheap. So I did two separate services. So the first service was the Aura Photograph, which was just a Polaroid photo of me and my Aura, and you get to keep that, and they kind of walk you through what the colors in your photograph mean. I also did an Aura Imaging Report, which gives you your overall Aura color that other people are able to pick up on and that you exude as well as like your chakra alignment, which also is part of your aura. So those are the two services that I selected. The aura photograph, I think was like 30. And then the aura report was about 45. So overall, like pretty cheap services individually, especially for Salem, because it's a tourist destination. So I would imagine that other places have them for a little bit cheaper, but paid for them online and tried to figure out like how I was supposed to get there. So I went to Ascend Crystals in Salem and it was a great little spot. So could pay for my services online. And then I called to see like when I could stop in because they ask when you want to stop in, but they don't necessarily book your appointment. So I called and went in on a Sunday and it was really easy, pretty seamless and went back immediately, got my pictures taken and was in and out of the crystal shop within like 45 minutes, half an hour. The day started off on Sunday like really well. I was really excited to go. I kind of have my whole day planned out. So woke up, went on a run, 
I unsuspectedly or unexpectedly left my gym shoes or my running shoes rather in my locker at my office where or in my locker room at my office. So I decided to run and go get those tennis shoes because I had left face wash at my locker room in my office and they threw it away overnight. So I was really scared that they were going to throw away my running shoes. So I decided to run to my office, go get my running shoes, and then come back to my apartment, get ready, farm on my plants a little bit. So I'm raising three different kinds of crops or plants. I don't know what the actual verbiage is your crop is, which I feel like I should because I grew up in Ohio and it seems like something an Ohioan would know. Anyways, growing plants or fruits or I don't know. Anyways, growing tomatoes and peppers with some of my other coworkers to make salsa at the end of the summer. So I was super excited about that because I've never really grown anything myself. I've always bought all my food from either a farmer's market or a grocery store. So pretty excited about this one, actually. And then after I was done taking care of my plants as a Boston farmer that I am. Apparently, I put on a super cute outfit, grabbed some of my crystals, and then drove up to Salem. And on my way to Salem, I was kind of thinking, like, why why does this work? Like, why am I able to go to an aura photographer and have them take a picture of me and that displays my aura? Like, as an engineer, how does that make sense? So I thought a little bit on it, and then I Googled some of it and came up with a response that it may not be 100% accurate, it may not be real, but it made enough sense to me for me to want to continue to go and get my aura photographed and continue to, like, pay for these services. So... What I found in my Google search was that when you get your aura photographed, it's not just a picture of you. You put your hands on these metal plates that are connected to the camera. And those metal plates are supposed to take the energy from, not take the energy, but are supposed to be conductors of the energy that's inside of you over to the camera and then also into the air around you. So I hope that my eighth grade teacher, Mrs. Wassity, absolute slay of a teacher. She was the best. But I hope that she's proud of me because I concluded that this worked because of the electromagnetic spectrum. And for those of you that don't know the electromagnetic spectrum song, it is a great song. But it came to mind when I was thinking about this because the electromagnetic spectrum is the range of light and sound and it's I could sing the song and I really want to sing the song, but I also have no voice and I'm really scared too. But any ways, it's like radio waves, microwaves, infrared radiation, x-rays, visible light, ultraviolet light. Like it's all the light. It's all the sound. It's all the waves. So when you're putting your hands on these two metal plates, 
your those metal plates are acting as conductors and so you're translating your energy you're transferring your energy to these conductors and that energy is then being dispersed into the air and then dispersed to the camera and because the electromagnetic spectrum has it's a spectrum has a portion of it that's not visible light you can't always see the energy around you so this camera similar to like how an x-ray works or how an mri works it's able to capture things beyond what the visible eye is able to see so that is my rationale of it so this camera is capturing this energy field around me that i am transferring from my body to these conductors into the atmosphere into the air and into this camera as whatever energy i'm repelling so obviously different energy comes at different frequencies and that is how it's registered on this camera that's what makes sense to me that's what makes sense in my engineering brain and that is what I'm going to choose to believe is accurate because science, like extra electromagnetic spectrum, that energy is being translated for me to the conductor, to space, to the camera, to then my photo. So that brings us to arriving at the actual photography studio. I didn't look up any reviews of this location I didn't and that is something about my spiritual journey I have not looked up like the reviews of anybody so when I went to my first psychic didn't really look up the reviews because I just had like a natural pull to where I was gonna go and I just trusted that instinct so maybe you're a reviews kind of guy or gal but I'm not so when I went to my psychic, I kind of just randomly selected it. Obviously, it was on a little bit of a time crunch, given that it was Valentine's Day and I wanted to go day of. But I didn't read any of their reviews. Like, there were four other shops that were open that I could have easily gone to. But I didn't. And I went to Lila, which is the woman that I see or used to see. And it was great. I loved it. And that's kind of how I got onto my spiritual journey. And then I went to Miraval without looking up any sort of reviews or anything along those lines. So then naturally selected Ascend Crystals to go and get my aura photographed. I had very low expectations for what this establishment was going to be like. And when I tell you they were beyond exceeded... They were beyond exceeded. So it wasn't like this little rinky-dink little boutique. It was this very like high-scale boutique where they had crystals and artists that helped create some of the crystals and necklaces and jewelry. And it was very sleek. It was very clean. It was very... I don't... Like the energy was great in there. Loved it. Like... I walked in and the gentleman who helped me as soon as I walked in was super upbeat and kind and was like, what are you looking for today? Told him I was here for some services. He sent me back to the back room where I could go and get them done. And the lovely 
young lady that helped me like get my aura photographed and get my aura reading was absolutely a gem. And I walk back to the back room and I tell this girl nothing about me. And I say this girl because she was either my age or younger. And so definitely like a different, like she's very in touch with her spirituality. So that's super awesome for her. I'm super proud. Like that is amazing. But that's why I say I'm saying girl instead of woman. Anyways, so her and I walk to the back room. I'm not telling her anything about myself. I sit down and it's like a hand scanner for this aura reading. I didn't look more into the aura reading. I only looked into the aura photography, but I imagine that it's kind of a similar capacity. You put your hand on this scanner. It's not metal, but it's a scanner and it kind of scans. I don't know what it's scanning on your hand. Maybe it is metal. I don't know. But you place your hand on it and then you kind of sit there with it on the scanner for a minute or so. And then she flipped the camera on her computer around and took a picture of me. And then my report printed out. So if we remember what we thought my color was going to be, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, she was blue. So crazy coincidence, maybe, but there's five different areas that are being assessed on this aura analysis or aura report. That means that there could be the possibility for five different colors. I had two different colors and the colors were blue and indigo, which to me are two different shades of blue. So in the aura report, they assess like your top left, center, right, and bottom energies. Those are like the energies that are assessed your top left center right and bottom and basically from all of those reports like I'll read you my my center energy which I feel like I most closely resonate with but your essence is sensitive and you experience deep feelings which makes a lot of sense because I had an entire podcast about having conversations with people and feeling like that's where I get my most fulfillment and that's where I get great connection is from deep conversations. So for my friends that are listening that make fun of me, whenever I go to a party and end up finding somebody one-on-one and chatting with them for hours on end, this is why. So can't make fun of me anymore because it is my destiny. Got that read and I was like, wow, that is pretty wild considering that I only saw blue and my aura report reading was blue. Then with the aura report reading, you also get your chakras read, which is on the backside. And again, I told this girl nothing about myself and she does the report and she's like, looks like you have a very strong throat chakra, which is obvious in the sense that your aura report is blue. But two things that I want to also point out is that you have a really strong third eye and a really strong crown chakra, which means that you have a really deep connection to your spirituality and to your higher self. And I was like, that is also very interesting because 
I had that connection in Miraval with my higher self and found my like spiritual connection there as well. Then she went on to say, it looks like your sacral chakra is blocked. And I was like, oh, interesting. Okay. Your sacral chakra is basically your pelvis area. And I was like, all right. And then she goes on to explain, I forget what the chakra in your stomach is, but she goes on and explains that that one looks pretty good. And then goes to explain my chest chakra. Also blocked. I mean, maybe the blue aura was a coincidence. Sure. But to have my pelvis and my chest, which I felt at Miraval, deep pressure on during my transformative breath work, and then I go in and have my aura report drawn, and she tells me that my chest and pelvis are blocked, is absolutely wild to me. That is wild. Because again, I did not tell her anything. I did not tell her anything. I did not tell her I went to Miraval. I did not tell her how spiritual I was. Nothing. So at this point, I'm like, okay, wow, this is a lot to take in. My aura is blue. My chakras are blocked. I thought they were going to be blocked. And then now it's time to take this Polaroid picture. And at this point, I'm like, okay, this is really going to seal the deal as to whether or not I truly believe in this report I got because this is going to be basically like second confirmation. It's a separate, it's a separate picture. It's a separate like technology. Like this is really going to verify from this first reading that I got, like what actually exists. So I go and get my picture taken, put my hands on the two metal sensors and it's like one of those old timey Polaroid picture or one of those old timey Polaroid photos taker, photo takers, cameras, one of those old time cameras that are like massive. They have like the black sheet that you can pull over it and it takes a second. So you got to sit there for a hot minute and then out pumps my little picture. And again, it can be any of the colors in the visible light spectrum. So be blue, red, orange, yellow, green, indigo, violet, white. And it comes out. And I'm walking around the store, taking a look at some of the crystals in the shop. And the girl that took my photo came back to get me while I'm waiting for the Polaroid to develop because obviously it doesn't develop instantaneously. So I go back to the room with her and she shows it to me. It is purple, white, and blue. So she explained the colors to me and basically said that the purple around me represents my high awareness of my spirituality, which is why my third eye and my crown chakra were so high because I'm in my enlightenment period. I'm in my awakening, my rebirth. And it really makes sense when you think about it. So she's telling me that this is my rebirth area. And then the white above me is my higher intuition, my higher self, my 
spirits, my angels, if you will. And then above that is blue. So the blue is communication. It is that throat chakra energy. And she explained how all the colors are situated. So the blue energy is being conveyed to me through these spirits in because of my spiritual awakening is something that I'm learning to be more accepting of. Okay. So I had that higher self meditation where I meditated to my highest version of myself, these little spirits and asked them what makes me happy or what's going to give me fulfillment. And it was this blue communication and it's what is shown here in this photograph. And again, I didn't tell her anything. So three coincidences in this aura reading, I think not. And for all of the people that are skeptical of aura reading and getting your aura read, that's three coincidences. Like, sure, you go and get your aura read and the photo is blue. Okay, cool. Like, there's only really a select number of colors it could be. But to have my aura be blue, to have my chest and pelvis chakras, I'm forgetting the names of them right now, but to have those both blocked after feeling that deep pressure on them at Miraval, and then to have the photographer tell me that these higher spirits or my higher self is trying to communicate to me about my spirituality and communicate to me with my spirituality. Those are three coincidences that are pretty major that I really just talked about in my last episode. So maybe I manifested them, but still, like, that's pretty wild. So maybe the science isn't all there and doesn't really make sense to somebody, but I'm telling you, that is the most connected I've ever felt to myself. And I highly recommend everybody to go do it. Because you get to learn a lot about yourself. And even if it is just like a fluke, sure, whatever. You still get to like have something cool and fun to look at and think to yourself and kind of reflect on and think, okay, is this accurate? Why is this accurate? Is this not accurate? Why is this not accurate? And I think that that's pretty cool because it's a little self-assessment to kind of gauge where you're at with yourself and decide what you want to focus on. Is there a priority in your own life that maybe you haven't spent enough time on recently? It's just a good, fun, unique way of getting to know yourself more, which I think everybody likes to do because everybody likes to take like their numerology reports and take all these BuzzFeed quizzes about themselves. I think this is like a more high-scale version of a BuzzFeed quiz. So like a $35 BuzzFeed quiz. So it's interesting. I thought it was pretty cool. And I think I will be doing it again because I learned that your energy obviously does change depending on like the time of year, your mental state. And I think I really 
would be interested in doing it again in about a year after doing my podcast about spirituality, learning more about it. Because by no means, again, am I an expert about spirituality or emotional intelligence or science around spirituality. I'm just here learning and vibing and having a good time with it. It's something that I've found resonates with me. And if you're able to find something that resonates with you, whether it's religion or astrology or spirituality, like that's pretty cool. And it's a really unique feeling that I always kind of missed out on during my childhood with people that had a religious background because I didn't understand and I didn't really want to take the time to understand. I was like, ah, seems made up. You can't see it. Like, why would I believe in something I can't see? Well, here I am believing in something that I can't really physically see, but something that I can innately feel. So here to say that sometimes you can be really wrong about your initial thoughts on either spirituality, religion, or astrology, or whatever version of the world that you choose to accept, however you choose to digest how it all comes together. It's pretty cool. Like, once you choose to believe in something and choose to follow it, how much it actually truly impacts you and that you can get to reap so many rewards from it. But that is pretty much it in terms of my aura report. I think that it was everything that I thought it was going to be. And I'm really excited to continue this journey with this information that I got and kind of solidified what I thought from my time at Miraval. And I'm just really excited. Like, this is awesome. So thanks for listening. And... I will see you next week on the Aspiring Adult.